0: Hey guys, great to be able to talk to you today. Um, yeah, it looks like we're emerging out of lockdown as I'm recording this. We're still, um, still all sorts of things up in the air. I don't know about you, but I've found lockdown four pretty, uh, pretty hard for some reason. Even though it's been really short, uh, just um, yeah, I've struggled. Then I keep going back to this temptation um, that I got from The Simpsons. Um, there's an episode. Very early on, I think it's season six, where um, Homer goes back to college, and he comes to this exam, and he has to do the exam. He hasn't studied, and um, his mates go to him. What you know? What are you going to do? And he goes, I've got a plan. I'm going to hide under some coats and hope that everything works out. And that, for me, has been a motto of mine. So often, when things start going bad, I think, <laughs> I think to myself. I'd love right now just to be able to hide under a pile of coats and just hope that everything works out. And I, I know that's not going to be helpful at all, and I'm I never actually come to come to do that. But um, my mates at uni and even me and Elisa, we often just say, "I, I just love to have a day of just hiding under, <laughs> hiding under a pile of coats and just waiting for this whole thing to be over." I don't know if that's been your experience of um, lockdown for but it's definitely been mine. But one of the things that that helps me not go down that that strategy, that line of of hiding under a pile of coats, has been has been really actually in real life to think about where am where am I in this big story of what's happening in the world? Where am I in what? And the thing that the thing that has been a lifesaver for me, the thing that's helped me to just keep putting some days just one foot in front of another. Some days all I can do is just turn up to things. Um, I don't actually know how it's going to go I haven't been able to do the prep I wanted to do all I can do is just turn up the thing that's sort of got me there really is this belief that God has got this that that God has got a plan that things aren't happening in an awesome way but there is a there is God is working everything to some end point which is going to be amazing and that he has defeated death and so for me i I think into the, the that big picture stuff and that's that's for me the thing that helps me to put one foot in front of another some days and not just hide under a, a pile of coats. Um, so I want we're, we're going through Ephesians. I just wanted to really start with Ephesians. This first um, f- this first section, um, Ephesians chapter one, verses three to um, fourteen, is this big picture thinking that Paul has done. And this is the thing which speaks into me: who who am I, and what's my place in the world? Um, the this text speaks so. Closely and so powerfully into that so I just wanted to read that um, this morning with us and 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 think out loud about um, Some of the stuff that's going on Paul says praise be to the to God The God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ as we go through this passage You'll note that the term in Christ um, in him come up heaps, and there's the heaps of truths that are embedded in this passage, things that are true of us as we are included in Christ. And so I want you to um, look, out, look out for them. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance with his pleasure and will now that the, the p words come up here and um, we really want to try and sort of extract this word out of the um calvinist arminius debates if, uh, if you know that's where it's that's where you go to every time you hear that um that word god's got a plan He's, we have this word predestined god's got this plan for what he wants to do in the world and, and his plan is for us to be adopted and it's interesting how a lot of the english translations even the gender inclusive ones still go for this word sonship for for um, he's predestined us for adoption to sonship sonship through jesus christ and that's that that's intentional because it's this idea that the sonship that jesus experiences the the sense in which jesus is son the the text is seems to be saying god's plan is for us to be adopted into that that's a massive um, deal, and that's controversial in all sorts of ways. But um, you can read John 17 for another passage, which kind of comes at this same this same idea that God's plan is for um, us to be. Jesus says, you know, my prayer is that they would be in us just as I am in you. Right? That's that. That's that idea. Adoption um, to sonship. So, verse six, we continue on to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. This word redemption, we often often you know, that sort of strikes us as just this obscure theological term. Um, but we've got to remember that this word redemption is this such a deep word, um, and, and some of the ways that we can access you know its its meaning is when we think about you know movies like say Shawshank Redemption, right? One of my favorite all-time movies. Um, About about a a guy who's wrongfully imprisoned in a in a prison called Shawshank, and and it's about him being freed, breaking free from from this prison. This is what redemption. This is what this idea of um, redemption is all about. It's actually in the first century. It's a slavery word. It's a word which refers to the the freeing of slaves. Right. And so this is kind of serious as we think forward to, you know, some of the stuff that comes later in Ephesians, you know, instructions to households and masters and slaves and stuff that at the very front here, we've got this idea, this, this, this slavery word redemption means um, bu- buying a slave back, uh, 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 paying for a slave to be freed. So they're no, lo- no longer a slave. That, that's the, that's the first and most um, obvious meaning of, of the word that the original heroes would have would have heard so in in this where Paul says in him we have redemption it's this buying back, it's this being set free, you know set free from prison, in short sure redemption, being set free from slavery to whatever it is in him, we have redemption through his blood so it here already there's this kind of this there's a sense in which it has already been done, but then when we trance when we get up to it in verse fourteen we'll, we'll we'll see there's also this future sense of you know this future sense of until our redemption is something that's also going to happen um, in the future. Um, So we continue on from the middle of verse 8 where it says, "...with all wisdom and understanding he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect." when the times reach their fulfillment. And we ask the question, what mystery are you talking about? And that's the question that he answers here. The the mystery is, and if you're the kind of person who draws in your Bible, put a box around this little section here. It says, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. So this idea of bringing heaven and earth together, all all things in heaven and on earth are brought, uh, this is his goal, it, it is to bring all things together under the authority of Jesus. When we talk about Christ, you yeah, know, this is a way of referring to Jesus as the Messiah, Jesus as the King. right? Bring unity to all things under this King, King Jesus. Uh, verse 11, In Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. So this question of who's in charge, God's, God's in charge, that, that's kind of where, where it's going, even though it looks... Um, in the first century Greco-Roman world, for the Christians, it didn't didn't look like that, and maybe it doesn't look like that for some of us now. That's okay. In order that we, who were put, who were first to put our hope in Christ, may be for the praise of His glory. Verse thirteen, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So there's this idea that. Um, where you you also it's paul's talking to people who ha, who have been included in 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 christ this idea of being included in the person of jesus um, um being think about this idea of also all of like being welcomed into a family you know adopt this adoption picture is is there you've been included into christ in into his person um and, and it's from responding to the gospel, and again, that's one of these other sort of theological terms which we can easily sort of you know, misunderstand. So there might be some people who are like, "You know, what the heck is is the gospel?" Um, and so, you know, if we're going to summarize the gospel, there's all sorts of different ways we can talk about it. But this idea that Jesus loves you, right? That Jesus has ha- has died for you, and and he offers you forgiveness. And if you want to accept that forgiveness, then you are included in Christ you you are you are set free and you're included into his family you're included into the person of God into the community of God so that's what that's what the gospel is you are you are God's treasured possession and if you want to say yes to that if you want to say yes I want to be part of that I th- I think that's true then God includes you God wants to include you right now in into his family so lots of us have already done that but some of you might have not have done that before or maybe you did it, you kind of walked away from it and, and God is now calling you back to himself. I encourage you, say yes to this gospel, this good news that Jesus has died for you. He loves you and he wants to reconnect you in, in with himself. And, and for, if you want to say yes to that, then you are, what it says right here in verse 13, you are included in Christ when you've heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Salvation is, this, again, is another way of talking about being brought back, being um, set free from um, a prison, if you like. Um, and, and when you believe, maybe you've done that just for the first time right then, um, you are marked in him, in Jesus, in Messiah, in Christ, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. This is the presence of God. This is the, the same Spirit of God who was in Jesus, the same Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. That Holy Spirit now lives in you, lives in us. Uh, and it's this kind of, deposit. Paul says, who is a, dis- a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until, again, we have this redemption word, until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So I guess I want to say this morning that God is about putting things back together. At the very heart of that, you know, we said, what's the mystery? It was in verse 10. The mystery is to bring unity to all things in heaven uh, and on earth under Christ. And so um, the first place that God is doing that is he wants to bring unity between you and himself. He wants to bring you into a relationship with him, and then once that's happened, everything else goes out goes out from there. God starts this putting. God starts using you to be part of His putting together strategy for the whole world, the whole of heaven and earth. So step one: come back to God, be unified, be reunited, be included uh, back into God, and then from there, let's work together to be putting together. People, let's be people that that are bringing unity to all things. So wherever it is that you find, um, you know, fractured, fractured relationships and brokenness, let's be people who are are putting together people. Let's continue to work um, towards that. So it starts with us, and it expands out. It starts with us and God. That's the gospel where it begins. Then the gospel extends out to the whole world about bringing unity. Um, back to all people. So that's my prayer that um, as we continue to emerge out of lockdown four, um, I think some of us have got a bit of insight into what it might be like for those of us in our community who have um, a mental illness, struggle with anxiety, and all sorts of other things. This is this is a this is an insight into what it's like them for them all the time, um, and so. Let's continue to embrace our brothers and sisters who are struggling, and then obviously those outside of the church and on the fringes of the church. We 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 want people to to first feel that sense of, oh my goodness, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free at last. This freedom that that comes from being included in Christ, from being forgiven, and then let's let's draw other people into that into that freedom. Also, it's this hope, knowing that God has got this, that, uh, that we can avoid the pile of coats and we can go out and we can be people that are actually doing stuff, turning up to things um, in the world, being part of God's putting together strategy. So, my prayer for us, let us be putting together people. Let us be unifying people. Go hard, Southern.